Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to OT with Mons and Moose. I am Moose. No Mons tonight. Uh, he's preparing for a wedding, so it's just just your boy tonight. So tonight, I kind of wanted to talk about the uh, the whole Tim Tebow thing and uh, what it's kind of being compared to. And the release of the the schedule came out as well, so I'll probably go just through week one and kind of just break down what's going to happen, like some some games to highlight and shit like that. So uh, without further ado. Tim Tebow is probably going to get a contract from the Jaguars to play tight end, which to just for me is just mind-blowing in itself. It's been a total of nine years since he played a regular season game, which, like, ha- how does this even happen, one might ask. Well, Urban Meyer coached him at Florida, of course, and it's in Jacksonville, which is Tim Tebow country down there where everybody loves Tim Tebow. Um, I get it, dude. He was nasty in college. Don't get me wrong. In the pros, not so much. I mean, look, he did. He beat Pittsburgh in a playoff game. Congratulations. Who really cares? He hasn't done anything outside of that except throw the ball directly at the ground. But a lot of people are comparing this to the Colin Kaepernick thing, and this is really what I wanted to talk about because people are saying, oh, well, if Tim Tebow gets another chance, then Kaepernick should get another chance. And what I'm saying right now, I don't think that Tebow should get another chance. I don't think he deserves it. I think there are other players out there that deserve more of a chance than he does. Um, I can't take away the dude's athleticism because, like, not for nothing, he was playing, what, double-A baseball with the Mets for however long. Um, I kind of think this is more of a money thing than anything else. Because, like, not for nothing, he doesn't need to be playing football again. Like, he only got the job because of Urban Meyer. And I think that's very clear. Any other team would not pick him up for any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, for me, when people are comparing it to the Colin Kaepernick thing, it's I, I don't think either of them should be in the league, to be completely honest with you. Um, and I'm going to say this, like, we've said it on the show before. What Colin Kaepernick did was the right thing. If you can't see that by now, then you're just lost. He was kneeling for injustices and for, and and really fighting for what he believed in, and that is what America is kind of built on. Is you have a voice, but I can understand how teams can see it as a distraction, and I can see how people can maybe see it's disrespecting the flag, but it's it's two totally different things. But for me, the, the Kaepernick situation, people want to make him out to be a saint and that he did nothing wrong. Now, granted, the kneeling thing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, I was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was very naive to the fact back in the day. But just going back through Kaepernick's history, like let's, let's break it down. He was a declining quarterback when he got cut. He was declining. He was a bad quarterback. Now, do I think that they kind of blackballed him out and they kind of fucked him a little bit? Sure, I I can kind of say that because I do think that he was a viable backup on some teams and maybe a starter caliber for some teams that really didn't have a good quarterback. But at the same time, he had all that drama surrounding him, whether you want to call it drama or not. Um... He was a declining quarterback, and he wanted starter money. 
And that's the big thing was, like, he wanted a lot of money to be a backup, and teams didn't want that, along with what he was bringing in. Like, all the... It was getting negative attention, and not a lot of teams want that. So, he went on this rant of, yeah, I'm being blackballed and, and shit like that, and I get it, and he could have been a backup, but he didn't. He wanted more money, and he wasn't going to settle for anything less than what he thought he deserved. So, no team picked him up. Now, people are saying, oh, well, Tebow got another chance with and Kaepernick. Don't forget that Kaepernick did have another chance. He had multiple chances. There were teams like Denver... Seattle, Baltimore, all brought him in. All I, I'm pretty sure Denver offered him a contract. Seattle and, and Baltimore, I think, were pretty close as well. And he turned it down because it wasn't enough money for him. So then he brought his thing, his whole situation to court, in which he settled for a shit ton of money. And then, and then what? If he wanted to play so bad, then he would have signed with one of those three teams. He would have signed with Seattle or Denver or Baltimore. He would have. He just, he didn't want to. He wanted to drag it out and make him seem like the victim more than he was, if that makes sense. As in, yeah, he was a victim of being blackballed out of the league, but at the same time, he kind of manipulated the story to where he was the only victim involved and everyone was against him when, I mean, it wasn't really the case because, like I said, he was offered a contract by at least Denver, from what we know. Seattle and Baltimore, like, they were close to signing him, if I'm not mistaken. And then he, he just, he went on a, a rampage, and he's like, oh, three years I've been doing this, working out and everything. This was when the NFL gave him more, like, a, a public workout, which he made into a circus. He had all these teams coming in, and I think it was 28 teams that came in to look at him or something like that. And then he moved the venue like 10 minutes before he was supposed to go on to like a different location where I think only eight teams then showed up. So it's like, what what are we doing here? Like, don't compare... Like, I guess you can compare the Tebow thing to Kaepernick, but at the same time, Tebow was out of the league and playing a different sport where Kaepernick was just kind of doing his own thing. He was half-heartedly trying to play football. He wanted to make it seem like he wanted to play so bad and that the NFL was just pulling him down so much that he wasn't given the fair chance. And he wasn't at, at first. He wasn't. There's a lot of teams that, that just overlooked him. They didn't want the drama and everything. And towards the end, he kind of did it to himself where he wasn't going to settle for less money. He wasn't worth starter money. He just wasn't. He was a declining quarterback I'm pretty sure he had some off-season surgeries before he was, I think he was, he wasn't the starter, but he was, uh, I don't know, I don't remember who it was, I don't know if it was Blaine Gabbert or who it was, but at that time, he just, he wasn't good, and to expect money, starter money, it just, it wasn't in the cards, and not many teams were going to give him that, um, it was Blaine Gabbert who, 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 was starting, which, again, Blaine Gabbard has never been anything special. Kaepernick, yeah, he had some good seasons. He, he brought him to the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, it was like, what are we doing? Like, you got, you had, you had multiple opportunities to get back in the league, and you 
and you discarded it. You you didn't do anything with it. So, to to say that Kaepernick and Tebow should either both deserve a chance or neither of them deserve a chance, I lean towards they don't deserve a chance. And people now are saying, like on social media, well, Kaepernick should get back in the league now. Why should he get back in the league now? If he wasn't good enough to play back then, what makes you think he's going to be good enough now? That That's not how that works. The Tebow thing, I think it's more of a media thing to get more eyes on Jacksonville. Like, we, like I said, Tebow was huge in college, especially in Florida. He would sell stadiums out. They would go to see him. Smart dude. He's a, he's a child of God. We know all that. Just a likable dude. But I think personally that, of course, the relationship between him and Urban Meyer is the, the main thing. And people are pissed at Tebow for this because, oh, people, he doesn't deserve a chance. Blah, blah. I'm like, but all he did was, yo, can I have a tryout? It's not like he held a gun to Urban Meyer's head. It's like, yo, give me a workout now and sign me. No. Urban was the one that decided. was like, oh, yeah, okay. So, again, how are you going to compare the two when one is out of the hand of the other? It just doesn't make sense. I think it's a media thing. Look, Jacksonville is going to be a really interesting team this year. Look, they got they got the shiny new toy in Trevor Lawrence. So why not get all eyes on, on Jacksonville? We know the story about Jacksonville, and we know that they're a shit show of an organization where no team wants to play for them. None. Why do you think Fournette and Ramsey, they all want it out? Because it's a shitty-run organization. But now if you look, you have Trevor Lawrence coming in. You have Urban Meyer coming in. You just drafted ETN as well. Like, you got a couple of pieces, and maybe in a couple years, maybe you can make some noise. So why not get fans and media more attention, bring more attention to yourselves, and do that? Why not? And what better way to do it is to bring in an old Tim Tebow, who I think is 33 now, who was kind of a failure in baseball, who I don't think, I think he made it to AAA at the very most. And, um... And just get more eyes and media on Jacksonville. I mean, you might as well. Um, I think... See, I don't know what the chances are of him actually signing. um, Or at least starting on the roster. To me, I think it's kind of clear that there's probably... He'll probably get a contract, I would think, if he was brought in. I think he had multiple workouts. I don't think it's one. I think it's like three that he had. But at the same time, man, like... I mean, I guess good for him for for getting in there. I mean, I guess it pays to know people <laughs> this day and age. But for me personally, I don't think he should have given another, like gotten another opportunity to play. I think that ship has sailed. I've said it multiple times. Since he left football, I think he should just do like college game day on like ESPN or something like that. I mean, look, he's a smart dude. Played a lot of college football. He knows his, he knows his shit. I mean, why do you need to go back to the NFL again? What, what is what is the purpose? Now, I don't know how he's going to play a tight end. I'm pretty sure when he came to the Jets, he did play, he did practice in tight end like positions and stuff like that. So, but I don't know what the extent of that was really. But I just I don't see it ending well. <coughs> oh, excuse me. 
I just I don't see it ending well f- for this whole situation. I just I don't know. It's just it's super weird. It I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if it if he ended up on the starting roster or it wouldn't surprise me if he was cut or just not signed at all. That's just how I feel me personally. Like I said, I don't think he should get this opportunity. Stop comparing his situation to Kaepernick's because it's completely different. Kaepernick had his chances. Even Tebow. Tebow had his chances. He decided to leave football to go for baseball. Fine, whatever. At the time, I probably would have taken Kaepernick on my team over Tebow. But all Tebow is is an attention draw. That's all it is. He's beloved in Florida. He loves it. Everyone loves him there. I was reading some articles about it, and, and some interviews were saying that they were more excited that Tebow was there than Trevor Lawrence, which, to me, is mind-fucking-blowing. You just got the best quarterback from the draft in the past, like, I uh, since Andrew Luck. And you're more excited that Tim Tebow's in town than Trevor Lawrence? Homie, if that's you, you need to stop watching football, because that is just, that's not good, if that's the case. I digress. People are comparing it to the Kaepernick thing. I don't think it's fair. I don't think a lot of people have all the facts, especially the ones that I just said. People just say, oh, he was never given a second chance. He was. He turned down the chances. And I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you, man. I really don't. But um, I'm going to digress from that. I'm going to move on to the schedule. I'm only going to do week one, me and John. We'll probably talk a little bit more in depth about the Tebow thing, his, his opinions. And, um, obviously, the the schedule that came out. But, um, oh, we got a doozy week one. Week one is kind of stacked. So, starting off Thursday, Thursday night game, September 9th, we have John's Dallas Cowboys going against the defending Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Holy shit. Um, for me, this, I think this could be a very close game, in my opinion. Because I think Tampa, like, you kind of see teams that may have a little bit of a hangover after Super Bowl, especially with them. They're going crazy out there. Dallas, they're all healthy. Zeke is healthy. That offensive line is going to be healthy. Dak is back. Dak has has a lot to live up to now. So I think that could be a very good game. Um, The Falcons and the Eagles could be a good game. Got to see how Jalen Hurts is. You don't really know the Jalen Hurts situation yet. I mean, I think by kind of midseason, you'll kind of know what you have in him. Um, Atlanta, of course, they just drafted Kyle Pitts. Rocking with Matt Ryan. That offense is stacked. I don't, I'm not really too sure about their run game right now, but their wide receiving core is nasty. Um, their defense maybe got a little bit better, maybe got a little worse, but that's kind of that downfall of that team. And if Julio can stay healthy or even stay on the team, then I think I think Atlanta can win that one. Uh, Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. See, I think this is this is like another Cowboys situation with the Steelers, where you're gonna have everyone pretty much healthy, especially Ben. Ben is really gonna decide this game. Even though I think I think Buffalo is gonna route him. That's just me personally, but Pittsburgh kind of has a good defense, so maybe they can slow him down. But Ben, for me. Ben has been done for a couple years now, and I don't, I don't see how the Steeler team is going to be that good. I, I see them as the third best team in their division, behind Baltimore and Cleveland. 
I just, I don't know. Buffalo, I think, is still one of the top dogs in the AFC behind Kansas City. I still think that they're a Super Bowl contender. Then you have my New York Jets going to Carolina. Of course they are to face Sam Darnold in a revenge game. For me, I think this is perfect. All like you wouldn't really necessarily look at this game if it was like deeper into the season. Because the Jets were not really slated to do very well this year, I guess you can say. For me personally, I'm more of a I don't need the playoffs right now, but I need to see progress and I need to see progression, especially within Zach Wilson. So I don't think the Jets are gonna be that good of a team. I think they're going to be under, like, probably, like, hover around the 5-6 win mark, maybe. Carolina, again, if they're, if they're not good, if Sam is really the problem, and this game was buried deeper into the season, like, I don't know, like, week, like, 12, I don't think anybody would really give a shit about it. But it's week one. I mean, now's the time to see what Darnold is. I mean, look, Darnold's going to a better situation in Carolina better receivers, better pretty much everything. But, again, we don't know. Then we have Minnesota going to Cincinnati. You'll see the Jamar Chase thing. Minnesota, you don't know what you're going to get from them this year. Their defense was bad. uh, Justin Jefferson broke out last year, who was nasty on the outside. Again, with Thielen, Dalvin Cook, I think you're kind of good there. Cincy again, they didn't go. They didn't go Sewell. They went Jamar Chase. So we'll see how that kind of factors in. Then you have San Francisco going to Detroit, which who the hell cares, honestly? <coughs> um, you won't. I don't. I doubt you'll see Trey Lance. I really do. You can see what Jared Goff can do with the weapons that he has, which is not a lot. And San Francisco's defense is just stacked. So I think it's going to be a long day for Goff and the Lions there. Then you have Jacksonville going against Houston. Again, I think this is another really good game that they schedule because Houston is a shit show right now. You don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play. Um, They have virtually nobody. Their draft was not good. They had hardly any picks. And you have the shiny new toy and Trevor Lawrence coming in with all his weapons and Urban Meyer. So, again, there's probably going to be eyes on that game too. I mean, if the Jets weren't playing at one, along with Jacksonville, maybe I'd throw that game on. Why not? I mean, Trevor's been this highly touted guy since he was like a freshman, so why not? Now, what I would have liked to see, I would have liked to see Jacksonville and the Jets week one, but I think they get it later in the year. But again... It is what it is. Then you have Seattle going to Indy, which I think could be a very good game. I think Indy is probably hovering around the the fourth best team in the AFC, maybe fifth, depending on Carson Wentz and how he does, because Carson Wentz is going to be the driving factor of that team. If they're going to succeed, it's going to be because of him. If they fail, it's going to be because of him. Seattle, I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get in Seattle. Russell Wilson's nasty at the start of every year, of course. Then he dies down, but again, 
made that big stink about getting offensive line. They got offensive line help, so who knows. Then you have Arizona at Tennessee. Again, Arizona's defense got much better by taking um they got JJ Watt. I think they got Zayvon Collins in the draft. Tennessee, I'm still kind of I'm a little iffy on Tennessee. Look, I anyone who's listened to the show knows that I am not an advocate for Tannehill, nor do I think Tannehill is that good of a quarterback, because I really don't. That team runs with Derrick Henry and that's it. If Derrick Henry does not run, that team does not go anywhere. Um and I think if Arizona can shut that run game down. And and plus Tennessee got worse, man. They lost they lost some weapons on offense, so I don't know. I, I just I can see I can see Arizona winning, but again, they need to stop King Henry and that ain't that ain't easy. Uh, then we go to a really interesting game actually in the Chargers versus Washington. Um, the Chargers are coming East Coast to play them. <coughs> Sorry. And Washington's defense is raw. That that defense is nasty. Their offense can be scary, but at the same time, Ryan Fitzpatrick is at the helm, and I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the answer there. I think, again, they should have made a, a play for maybe Justin Fields, um, maybe Sam Darnold, somebody that isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick will win you games, don't get me wrong. But he will cost you games as well. He is he is a do-or-die guy. So, and, and we'll see how the Chargers' new offense kind of clicks. They have a bunch of new offensive linemen. Uh, Herbert going into year two. We'll see. I mean, look, if, if Herbert can ball out like he did last year, that'll be a really good fucking game. Then you have Cleveland going to Kansas City. And this... On paper, this should be a really good game. They should. Cleveland, arguably the best team in the AFC North. Going against the best team in the West. Kansas City, we all know the story of Kansas City. Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek, they're nasty across the board. Um, Cleveland, again, like, like Johnny said multiple times on this show, the Cleveland Browns will go as far as Baker takes them. If Baker plays good and he's consistent, then that team can go pretty far. I mean, look, they shellacked Pittsburgh last year. No surprise because Ben can't play. And th- the Browns just took over. That defense got even better than what it was. And Baker has that nasty run game and nasty wide receivers. And he's getting OBJ back. Granted, I don't think OBJ is... There's a good chance that he may not even be on the team. But, again, I digress. I think... Cleveland's got a big, big upside. I think they can potentially... I think they can win that AFC North over Baltimore. It's just it's just a matter of, can Baker come up clutch for them when they need him to? But, um, yeah, then we have Miami going to New England. Again, we know the story with New England. They, they loaded up. They did something unprecedented this year. And they went spend crazy in, in free agency. Um, went out, got Mac Jones. Granted, I don't think you'll see Mac Jones for a little while. If Cam plays like he did last year, you'll see Mac Jones probably week like 13-ish. Probably somewhere in there. But again, 
they're they're right back in the in the scenario where they could make a run, man. I mean, it's Bill Belichick. You can't rule him out. Uh, Miami, look, they they went out, they got Waddle, they got a bunch of weapons, but again, it's gonna fall on Tua and how well is Tua gonna play? Because last year he did not look good in the games that he played. He just simply didn't. And I think for him, and I think Jalen Hurts, I think if you don't get your shit together and you don't win games this year, it's a good chance you're not going to be the quarterback next year. So, again, I don't... I think New England's going to be a lot scarier than people think. But it's going to depend on the quarterback play. It's going to depend on how that defense holds up. Because, remember, half that team opted out last year, which... I think it was on purpose, personally. That's just my guess, but I digress from that. Um, Packers going to the Saints. As you'll probably hear me talk about more about New Orleans. I'm super down New Orleans this year. I think losing Drew Brees is a big blow. Going in with Winston and Taysom Hill, I, I I don't get it. I don't get what people see in the Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. Um, me, personally... I would start James Winston. That's just me personally. I know he turns the ball over. But it's it's got to be better than Taysom Hill, right? I mean, I, I don't even have words for Taysom Hill. I, just, I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. And I just, I'm super down on the Saints this year. Granted, I know they have a pretty good defense. They lost some, some defensive pieces. But at the same time, that offense... I mean, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They have Michael Thomas, who only catches slant routes. <laughs> and you don't know what the quarterback play is going to look like. I mean, they still have Kamara that they can kind of lean on if they need to, which he's more than capable of doing that. But to carry him for a whole season, I don't know. Especially in a division with Tampa Bay, a revamped Atlanta Falcons team, at least offensively, and Carolina, who arguably got better. With Sam Darnold over Teddy Bridgewater. But, again, we don't know anything about that. We'll we'll find out. Then we have... Oh, and, and Green Bay, obviously. If Aaron Rodgers does show up, then I, I, I do think that Green Bay can kind of bully them around. I just... Aaron Rodgers is a different animal. It just depends if he's there or not. He's going to have Devontae Adams, which... If he retires, if Rodgers retires or leaves, you don't know what the hell Devontae's going to be because he said himself, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, that's just a, it's just up in the air. But Devontae Adams should be Devontae Adams, arguably the best receiver in the league. And they just picked up, um, I forgot who they just, they just signed someone, Blake Bortles, I think. So... Who knows? Again, I don't think they're sold on Jordan Love. But if Rodgers isn't there, Jordan Love is going to have to be your guy. And as of right now, I don't think they're happy with Jordan Love's progression. So, I don't know. Then we're going to go to Denver at the Giants. Again, it's Denver and the Giants. Denver doesn't have a quarterback. They have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, which they don't even know who they're going to start at this point. Um, Denver could be a sleeper team if they get consistent quarterback play. With Teddy, 
or Drew Locke, which I don't think either of them are super consistent. I would go with Teddy personally just because Drew Locke just doesn't do it for me. If they could go out and get Aaron Rodgers, then you may have a problem out there. Then that might be the, the best division in football with the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and obviously the Broncos. I, I There's just something about Denver's offense that just, it's, it's almost there. Their defense is good. Their offense is super close. They just need a quarterback. Same thing with with Indy, where they need a quarterback desperately. And yeah, they went far with Phillip Rivers last year. Don't get me wrong, but come on now. He wasn't going to win you anything. And then the Giants, this is the year that they'll find out if they have their franchise guy or not in Daniel Jones. Because we're at the point where he has everything at his disposal right now. Everything. Barkley, Galladay, Shepard, um, um, e- Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. They, he, there's no excuse for Daniel Jones this year. None. Zero. If you cannot get it done, then then there's a good chance that you'll be looking for another job. Because I think by the end of this year, you'll know if Daniel Jones is the answer or not. And me personally... I don't see it. I think it was the right, looking back, in hindsight, it was the better choice to take Jones over Haskins just because Haskins is a nut job. But for me, the Giants, their defense stepped up. Don't get me wrong, their defense was good. Um, But their offense, they're getting a lot of key pieces back, but they need to really put it together on offense because... This division was weak last year. Super weak. Worst I've seen in a long time. Now you're going to get a healthy Dak back. You're getting Washington's defense. You're getting Philly getting a whole new roster, essentially. It's going to be a better division by default. So they got to figure it out. Bears at the Rams. I mean, I I still think the Bears are going to run with Andy Dalton week one. Um, I'd be very surprised if it was Justin Fields. Um, unless Justin Fields just lights it up in training camp and they feel more comfortable. Um, Andy Dalton, good guy to sit behind. I mean, been in the league for f- forever. Got a lot of knowledge. And the Rams, they got a shiny new toy in Matt Stafford, which I guess is a step up from Jared Goff. More mobile, kind of more of a rocket of an arm. And, uh... Yeah, I, I think I think the Rams can be better than what they were, but it's just I don't know how far Matt Stafford can take them. That's just the way I see it. I don't necessarily think that he is the answer that they need because we all know that defense is raw. With, with Ramsey and, and Donald, forget about it. Scary. And then the last game, week one, Baltimore at the Raiders. The Raiders just are just a head scratcher of a team for me. They always have been. Their um, their first overall pick with Leatherwood this year was a head scratcher, which they could have gotten the second. Which it kind of it makes sense because they did get who I thought they should have taken in the first round in the second round in um, Morig. So they kind of made up for it with their second pick. So I'm not really too down on that, but they 
That defense is just not good. That offensive line was drained at the end of the year. And you have a team like Baltimore, who's usually very solid on defense. And you have Lamar, who's just... Granted, his stats did go down last year, but it's still Lamar Jackson. He's still an issue that you need to deal with. Um, He's got a couple new new weapons out there, so keep an eye out for that. Um, I think this this week one is really stacked. Um, I also know the Jets got a London game, which, again, I'll go into more with John, but me personally, I don't like London games. I'm not a fan of waking up at 9.30 in the morning to watch my team potentially lose to Atlanta. (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to hop on here and give you guys a little little something-something just because uh, John's doing some wedding stuff this week. Um, He's got a wedding this weekend. I'm actually heading off to Florida as well for a wedding. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Be sure to uh, follow the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Brotherhood Podcasting on every single platform. You can follow John on Twitter at Johnny Mons. He'll save your life one tweet at a time. At least that's what he's told me. Um, can't can't confirm nor deny. Me, you can find me at dbor2730. That's D-B-O-R on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitch as well. Uh, Twitch.tv slash flip underscore nation. And uh, yeah. With that being said, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you guys on the Flippity Flip.